The following program is produced and sponsored by Cancer Treatment Centers of America. The information discussed during this program is not medical advice. Be sure to talk to your medical doctor for information and advice relating to your health. It's time for another edition of Health, Hope, and Inspiration with our host, Reverend Percy McRae, Director of Faith-Based Programs at Cancer Treatment Centers of America. Glad you're with us today. I'm Wayne Shepherd, and Percy, always glad to be with you. Yes, sir. It's a privilege to be here again another day, my friend. <laughs> We're going to hear from a dear, dear woman today who's been through a lot, hasn't she? She has, and she's going to give us a perspective of understanding how to persevere in the midst of trials, tribulations, and not necessarily receiving what you expect initially and uh, and how to work through that process. Yeah, in addition to hearing from Africa Shaw, I believe that's how she pronounces her name. That is correct. We're going to talk about prayer, not just for healing, but it's part of the journey towards healing. Yep. So this will be a very uh, a very important time well spent, yes, I sir. believe, with the podcast here yes, today. Sir. Speaking of the podcast, make sure if you're listening right now that you are a subscriber yeah. to the podcast. You may be uh, just joining us for the first time. You can subscribe at healthhopeandinspiration.com or on iTunes or a podcast app. And in subscribing, that means you get it automatically. You don't have to go hunt for it every time a new edition is released. Yeah, join the family and come on (laughs) in. Uh, A a new show will be sent to you uh, each week. Uh, It's free, and uh, we would love to have you included in that process so that we can get that to you on a consistent basis. And then leave a review on iTunes. That's always very helpful as well. But it all starts at the website Health, Hope, and Inspiration, Com, where you can download inspirational thoughts for cancer patients. That's this week's free resource. It is. And, and this resource was generated, again, to help give people from a topical perspective uh, different uh, quotes and sayings that would inspire and encourage a cancer patient. Sometimes we just run out of things to say. We're not sure uh, how to respond. So we we have put together a compilation of thoughts that are inspirational. Some are known, some are unknown authors that will really lift, uh, again, a conversation with a cancer patient. If you or someone you love is fighting cancer, consider Cancer Treatment Centers of America. They treat the whole person, body, mind, and spirit. They use conventional medical treatments to attack the disease while helping patients manage side effects and maintain their quality of life by using evidence-informed therapies like nutrition and naturopathic support, along with pastoral care, pain management, and other supportive care services. Treatments are tailored for each patient's specific needs. Just visit our website, healthhopeandinspiration.com, and click on Sponsor to learn more about Cancer Treatment Centers of America, or contact one of their friendly oncology information specialists about questions you may have about your treatment options by calling this number. It's toll-free. 866-712-HOPE. 866-712-HOPE. H-O-P-E. Cancer Treatment Centers of America uses state-of-the-art technologies to deliver precision medicine, personalized care, and spiritual support. Learn more at healthhopeandinspiration.com. We always turn to the Bible for inspiration, and uh, you find it there as well, Percy. Absolutely. Our foundational scripture and spiritual nugget is Hebrews, the 10th chapter, verse 21 through 24, and it reads as follows. And since we have a great high priest over the house of God, let us draw near to God with a sincere heart and with the full assurance that faith brings, having our hearts sprinkled to cleanse us from a guilty conscience and having our bodies washed with pure water. 
Let us therefore hold unswervingly to the hope we profess, for he who promised is faithful, and let us consider how we may spur one another on toward love and good deeds, not giving up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing, but encouraging one another, and all the more as we see the day approaching. Basically talking about uh, how to remain encouraged and hold on to the faithfulness of God toward the end of any journey that we are involved in. And our guest is a living embodiment of that passage here today. You met up with her in Tulsa, Oklahoma. With me today is Afrika Shaw, who is a current treating breast cancer patient at Cancer Treatment Centers of America at Tulsa, Oklahoma. And it is my privilege to have you with us today. Thank you for joining the show. Thank you for having me. Well, let's get into your story a little bit. Uh, as the introduction stated, you are still currently treating for breast cancer. Yes, I um, am. How long have you been a breast cancer patient? Since 1995. So you've That's been fighting this fight a long time. Well, yes. This is my second time. Your first second time belt. was 1995. I went 19 years, um, and I thought I was completely healed, but... It came back again. Well, it's not a good thing that that happened to you. We're going to dig into this because obviously one of the things that we attempt to do with the show is to talk very candidly about all dynamics relative to cancer, treatment, healing, faith, spirituality, and medicine. So I want to, I'm going to dig back into that just a second. But before we go into that, where were you? And how did you feel when you were initially told that you had cancer? I was living in California. I had tonsillitis. And all the glands swole up. Hmm. And a gland in my breast had swole up as well. Okay. Um, In 1993, I discovered a lump at a health fair at our church. Ah. And they showed the difference between a, a tumor and a, uh, just a fibroid, maybe, or a lump. And it felt like that. So when the doctor told me, when I went to the doctor, they did a mammogram and an x-ray. Mm-hmm. He said, well, you know, black women have lumpy breasts. Come back in two to three years. Okay. I believe I was just so ha- relieved mm. That the, that I didn't follow up. Okay. I should have okay. insisted. Okay. And um, also, my daughter had just went to move to college. My job had shut down. Right. And then I was in the process of moving f- back from San Jose, California, to the Bay Area. Okay. Because so you, you I, had a lot going on. I did. Yeah. I'm from Berkeley, California. Okay. So I was moving back to the Bay Area. So there's a lot of moving pieces there, mental, emotional, physical. There's a lot oh, going yes, on. Oh, yes. It was a lot going on. Just what was your initial feeling, response, or reaction when you were told that you had cancer? I went, nah. I just, I denied it. Interesting. I, I, I went into a denial because I had been at a prayer revival that January. Okay. In February, I was diagnosed, uh-huh. and my church prayed with me. My family didn't know. No one knew other than my job, yes. which was a temporary job, and uh, my church family. And they prayed for me, and during the time of the prayer revival, I was asking God to heal my body. Sure. Even though I, I hadn't been diagnosed yet, yeah, okay. I asked for healing. Okay. They told me I was healed in, in the name of Jesus, okay. and... 
That's what I went by. So let's talk about that because there's a couple of things here. So uh, I know where we want to go with this narrative mm-hmm. at this point. We're talking to a faith-based audience. You've already established a framework of a very complex conversation that is what happens to us and to our faith when we believe, when we pray, yes. when we uh, accept by faith that we're healed, and then we turn around and we deal with the fact of the matter is that for whatever reason, so we're going to put this out here, for whatever reason, yeah. I'm going to sit that off to the side for a moment. That's okay. a separate conversation. You're not healed. Right. You're told you have cancer. Right. You were shocked. I was shocked. You were numb. Oh, yes, I was numb. So let's talk about your faith. Where were you at then at that point? And let's be honest, because somebody needs to be helped with this. Exactly. What did you say to God? I had just finished reading a book, How to Obtain Strong Faith. Mm. So I just kept reading it. Uh, it was Hebrews 11, 1, and I just... Now faith kept, is the substance of, of things, things hoped, hoped for, for and the evidence of things not seen. Correct. Hebrews 11, 1. Exactly. And I just kept that. I kept saying it. Mm-hmm. I was in fear. Everyone that I ran into prayed with me. Okay. So you're covered and saturated in prayer. In prayer. And, which is, which is you know, Bible 101. Exactly. That, you know, that let them who are sick call the elders of the church and lay yes. hands on the sick and anoint the sick and that the, the sick shall recover. So you, you did all of the fundamentals and exactly. all of the basics of faith 101. You're quoting, <laughs> you're quoting the granddaddy scripture exactly. of the New Testament, Hebrews 11.1. 1. Exactly. So you're walking by faith. You're e- believing by faith. Exactly. You're exercising your faith and you surround yourself with the saints of God. Exactly. Yet, here we are, however many years later, you're still dealing with and battling with the effects of cancer. Exactly. So, so that's that's where I want to go. That's what I want to deal with here. First and foremost, let's establish a little more background. You're an elder at your local church. Is that yeah, correct? Yes, I am. So now let's add the dimension of being an elder because sometimes I think, and I've been in ministry a long time, mm-hmm. grew up in the local church. My uh, great uncle pastored a very large church on the south side of Chicago. Mm-hmm. Uh, I went away to Bible college. I became a minister. Mm-hmm. I pastored my own church, mm-hmm. et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. My resume is not important here. The point that I make is, is that that uh, you're now part of, you know, the fivefold ministry gifts, if you will, or the ministry, the, the, the spiritual gifts. And yet you are still battling exactly. and fighting through the dynamic of sickness and disease. And I'm going to say right off the bat, I think that you stand as a shining example that we need to have highlighted that in the faith community, you can be all of those things. Exactly. You can be a strong believer. Mm-hmm. You can walk in the power of the word because mm-hmm. I can hear I hear the faith teachers on, in my ear. Well, just walk in the word. Just walk in the word. That's you just right. need to just trust God. That's you need right. to walk by faith and not by sight. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you need not to be double minded. You know, James says that, you know, above all things, I desire that you would be in health and prosper, even as your soul prospers, exactly. et cetera, et cetera. And all of those scriptures are true. I know mm-hmm. every one of them. I've applied them to my own life. Yes. You are an elder in your local church. Yes. Yes. You've been saturated with prayer by the saints of God, and yet I you're battling have cancer. Right? God is using me. Let's talk about how you believe God is using you. God is not abandoning you. Mm-hmm. You've got your Bible sitting right here on this table. I know that you're still a believer because <laughs> you walked in the door saying, "Listen, I, I, I was going to write down my scriptures. I wanted to quote." So I know you haven't abandoned your faith. <laughs> yeah. You don't believe that God has abandoned you. Obviously, no. 
So what is God doing in your life right now? He's Talk just, to somebody that's listening and saying, what is, what's going on here? He's using me as an example to know that no matter what, he's, he, we're going to get healed. Some people get healed on the other side. Oh. Some people get healed right here on earth. And that's my belief. What say you to those individuals that say, listen, there must be some sin in your life. There must be some, you must be out the will of God. Somehow Amen. you're not applying the word to your life as, it, as, as you should, or else you wouldn't be sitting here sitting in a hospital. That's where we're sitting right now, yes. receiving treatment yes. and have for many years for your cancer. Why aren't you healed yet? You know what? He's using me. He's using me to help other people. At the end of the day, everybody's journey is unique, yes. different, and God has a particular and unique plan for every individual. And what I'm hearing you say, based upon what you know and what you believe and how you interpret the word of God in your life, despite the journey of many years of being a breast cancer patient, God is still using you. He is. And he's working through you. Exactly. And if, I want to be clear, if you do not receive, quote unquote, your healing on this side of eternity, mm -hmm. you'll receive your healing on the other side. Of exactly. Eternity. But I'm going to he already told me I'm going to receive it. OK. And I believe it. Well, you're still here. I'm still here. Praise I'm 70 God. years old. This second time I was diagnosed was in 2013. OK. So I'm going into my sixth year. Wow. In the stage four. Now. As an elder of your church, um, I'm just curious, are you preaching? Are you teaching? No, I'm not preaching. I'm praying. Okay. And I try to reach out to people, um, just talk to them and let them see me. I want them to see God in me. And that's my prayer every day that I want him to shine through me. Yes. Whether I'm in church or not, okay. that's what I want people to see. I'm glad that you brought that up because you mentioned earlier in the discussion that the way that you found out that you had cancer was as a result of a health fair that was going on at your local church. Correct. And of course, now we're driving down my alley because there are still far too many churches in the faith community that do not have health fairs nor do they have healthcare ministries. And of course, that's what the focus of my ministry has been now for mm -hmm. the last 20 years. Mm -hmm. And in that regard, how important would you say was that moment that you, as a, as a result of a health fair inside of your local church, is where you discovered that you had cancer? That, and it's funny because we had a lot of different people there, high blood pressure, sugar diabetes. Um, they had um, breast you know, this one is fatty cell. This one is a tumor. Yep. Just feeling it. Yeah. And I gravitated toward that. And I don't even know why. Wow. That was in, I think, the end of, no, the sun was shining. I can't even remember okay. um, when it was. But I know in January, we had a prayer revival for a week. Okay. I had never been to a prayer revival. Sure. As long as I had been at that church. And I know I prayed and prayed and prayed. I prayed for everyone, but I prayed for my healing. And I was released from a lot of things that I had held on okay. to in my life. Okay, praise God. And I do believe that's why, you know, when you forgive people, when you for, you're doing it for yourself. Absolutely. And it made room for my healing. 
I have to be perfectly honest with you, not that I know of every preacher and I've heard and read of every individual, but I have yet to hear anyone preach and teach the point that you've just made. And I've preached it and taught it. And that is there are different dimensions to healing, different dynamics of healing exactly. that we tend to associate healing strictly with health and wellness. Right. And that is certainly a part of healing. There's no question exactly. about that. Mm-hmm. But there are other elements and aspects of healing that God you know, deals with in our lives. Exactly. It could be mental. It could be emotional. It mm-hmm. could certainly be habits, mm-hmm. uh, uh, dispositional, you know, forgiving people. That's a type of healing. Exactly. And what I've learned in bedside chaplaincy ministry now, mm-hmm. 20 plus years, I've seen many people who quote unquote did not receive their physical healing of mm-hmm. their cancer per se, yes. but they were healed of so many other things that in the in the greater scheme of things were mm-hmm. actually more important than their physical sickness and disease. Exactly. And so I'm hearing you also make that point, and I think it's a very good point to it be is. made. It is. I don't think I would have received physical healing had I not been able to forgive. Praise God. That just and that was such a weight that I didn't even know I still had. Okay. And when that weight lifted. It was so wonderful because the next month is when I um, was told I had breast cancer. Okay. And it was stage three. At that time. Because I had went two years. Yeah. I had um, 23 malignant lymph nodes, with this, which is uncommon. Wow. And I was on a clinical trial. Okay. I'm telling you, every time I went to the hospital, someone was praying with me. Amen. Quickly, um, your experience at Cancer Treatment Centers of America, that's been beneficial for you, obviously. Oh, my gosh. Has it? Everybody shows so much love. I mean, one of the care nurses looked at me one day. She says, your anxiety's high. Your Everything's just high. You need to talk to someone and you need to walk because, you know, normally right. I walk. right. And she just took my hands and prayed with me. So your spiritual care, along with obviously good clinical care. Exactly. But you were supported and nurtured in your faith and your spirituality while still receiving your medical care? Exactly. And not just one care manager. I've been prayed for by the, the doctors, one of my surgeons. They, they'll just take my hand and pray for me. Amen. It's such a blessing that God sent me here. When I moved to Oklahoma, my sister said, well, you have cancer treatment center there. And I said, I don't have cancer anymore. Right. You know, it means nothing to me. I had no idea that I would be here. Wow. What is the one thing or what is one thing that gives you hope? Hebrews 10, 23. Let us hold tight without wavering to the hope we affirm, for God can be trusted to keep his promise. Amen. You've just heard today from Africa Shaw, who is a current breast cancer patient treating at Cancer Treatment Centers of America in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Today, we thank you for your testimony. Thank you. Percy, thank you for bringing that dear woman to us here today via Health, Hope, and Inspiration. Our website is healthhopeandinspiration.com, and we'll talk more about the conversation you just had in a moment here on the program. 
Our website is the place to go if you'd like a free resource called Inspirational Thoughts for Cancer Patients. Percy, thank you for putting this together. It's, again, uh, part of the whole point of providing good resources that will aid and assist this audience through the cancer conversation and give them things to think about that will assist them along the way. Download it. Inspirational Thoughts for Cancer Patients at healthhopeandinspiration.com. And also visit that same website and click on Sponsor to learn more about Cancer Treatment Centers of America or contact one of their friendly oncology information specialists about questions you may have about your treatment options by simply calling 866-712-HOPE. 866-712, the word hope. Cancer Treatment Centers of America uses state-of-the-art technologies to deliver precision medicine, personalized care, and spiritual support. Learn more at healthhopeandinspiration.com. A lot of lessons learned from Africa here today. Absolutely. She really helped to unpackage uh, the dynamic of trusting in the Lord, prayer, checking off all of the boxes that, you know, our theology basically encourages us to do, uh, be supported by our church members, uh, et cetera, et cetera. And still she is battling with her cancer, but her disposition, her attitude is what is helping to counterbalance the fact. And one of the statements that she made is that, you know, one way or the other, I'm going to be healed. I'm going to be healed on this side of heaven. or I'm going to mm-hmm. be healed on on the other side. I like of this that experience. thought a lot. I, I had a friend a number of years ago who passed away who had the same attitude. He said, "Either way, I win." That is correct. And so I think that that helps to helps one to work through the battle. Not that she's given up at all. Not that she has thrown in the towel, but that she has come to terms with the balance of win, lose, or draw, depending on how you want to define that. Either way it goes, I am going to get on the other side of this situation and scenario, and it is still with and through my faith and my hope in God. Yeah. Uh, You addressed this somewhat in your conversation with our guests, but I want to pursue this more. Um, What would you say about how how we pray? during a cancer crisis? It's it's a great question, and I think that her narrative helps to establish, you know, the thought process for that. And ultimately, at the end of the day, and, and certainly everybody reacts and responds to challenges and hardships differently, ultimately our prayer is, you know, that the will of God be done in our life. And I've heard a lot of people who have tried to really uh, define what the exact specific will of God is under many sets of circumstances, and I would suggest uh, that, dare I say, none of us know the exact specific will of God to such a degree uh, that then we can say that this is exactly what God is going to do and how he is going to do it. Our prayer simply needs to be as the prayer of the Lord Jesus was, uh, not my will be done, but your will be done, Father. We found Jesus at the crossroads of, con- of conflict in the midst of his most dire hour in the garden. And we know that, you know, that he exhibited uh, areas of stress and turmoil. And then he found himself back at the place of not my will, Lord, but your will. And I think that that's what we're hearing Africa say and what others can do when you've done all that you know to do, when you've checked off all the boxes that you know to check off, 
finally, then you lay your head down and say, Lord, not my will be done, but your will be done. And I will live with that. And uh, we'll continue on from there. And by the way, when we say either way we win, uh, that's not fatalism. No. Uh, It's far from it. That's faith, isn't it? Absolutely. And again, you know, sometimes the way that we kind of score this, it's it's a win or a lose proposition. The win in all of this at the end of the day is that we have a relationship with the Father through the Son. Uh, He has promised to us that he would never leave us or forsake us and that he would be with us even until the end of the ages. So we win, period. Now, the the area of where people may want to define losing, if you will, for lack of a better term, is, well, did did she beat her battle with cancer? Well, that's, you know, I think that that's very subjective Mm -hmm. because, again, there are wins in the midst of that scenario. And ultimately, at the end of the day, the win is that she held on to her faith and trust and hope in God and that he was with her through every step of that. She was very clear about that. Absolutely. She walked in with her Bible in her arm. (laughs) Love that. (laughs) Ready to have her interview. Love that. Uh, I also want our listeners to know that we've set up the Our Journey of Hope Ministry Leaders Network to help equip churches. Uh, And she's an elder in her church, and any church can get involved in cancer care ministry. If you're a pastor or a leader in your church or congregation, we want to invite you to join our growing family of informed ministry leaders in the Our Journey of Hope Ministry Leaders Network. It's free to join, and when you sign up, you'll receive access to exclusive online leaders' resources. There's information about ministry training opportunities, and Percy, you have a a very good hand in putting those together, (laughs) as well as the monthly informative newsletter, which I have a feeling you have a hand in as well. Just a little bit. (laughs) I bet. (laughs) Visit our website at healthhopeandinspiration.com and click on the Our Journey of Hope logo at the top of the page. Sign up for the Ministry Leaders Network, healthhopeandinspiration.com. You want to bring up that passage of Scripture to us as we close? Well, as we close, the Scripture, it really enumerates everything that was discussed in today's discussion. Hebrews 10, verse starting at verse 21. And since we have a great priest over the house of God, let us draw near to God with a sincere heart and with the full assurance that faith brings, having our hearts sprinkled to cleanse us from a guilty conscience. After we've done all that we know to do, there's no reason for us to feel guilty about anything else at this point. We just need to draw near to God and close to Him. And having be cleansed from a guilty conscience and having our bodies washed with pure water, therefore let us hold unswervingly to the hope we profess For he who promised is faithful. And let us consider how we may spur one another on, which is what Africa is doing Mm -hmm. even right now, on toward love and good deeds, not giving up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing, but encouraging. Thank you, Africa, for encouraging us today. But encouraging one another and all the more as you see the day approaching. Beautiful, beautiful. And a great way to end our time together on health, hope, and inspiration. Percy, thank you. God bless. Love you, brother. We'll see you next time. See you next time. Health, hope, and inspiration. Health, Hope, and Inspiration is produced and sponsored by Cancer Treatment Centers of America. If you or someone you love is fighting cancer, consider Cancer Treatment Centers of America. We treat the whole person, body, mind, and spirit. Our hospitals in Atlanta, Chicago, Philadelphia, 
Phoenix, and Tulsa take an integrative approach to cancer care. We use conventional medical treatments to attack the disease while helping patients manage side effects and maintain their quality of life by using evidence-informed therapies like nutrition and naturopathic support, along with pastoral care, pain management, and other supportive care services. Treatments are tailored to each patient's specific needs. Visit healthhopeandinspiration.com to view our cancer-related resources or to contact our oncology information specialists about questions you may have about your treatment options. Working together under one roof, our cancer experts use state-of-the-art technologies to deliver precision medicine, personalized care, and spiritual support. Learn more at healthhopeandinspiration.com.